Happy Christmas Eve, uh, 2020. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas <laughs> to everyone. We are so blessed this Christmas to have our whole family here. Mm. And especially at a time when so many people are without their families. I am especially grateful. Mm-hmm. We have little Riggs and Jacks and Lily and Daniel and Christina, Caroline, you, me, and Bob. Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> and it's a full house. But this is a moment of peace, so we were going to... Yeah, read, and I felt um, really called... I don't... I just maybe... What a wonderful thing that we can sit here and have a conversation and that you, a listener, can be a part of it too. So maybe if you don't have a full house tonight, given many of life's situations that we all can find ourselves in, maybe this can be a conversation you can be a part of too. Yes. And that... So we welcome all of you. Mm Mm-hmm. Our great vast audience. Christmas party. (laughs) Yes, it's a Christmas party. So Elizabeth... Will you please mm. read this letter from Yogananda? Yes. That you... So, and I'll preface this. So, Yogananda is a yogi <laughs> who wrote Autobiography of a Yogi. And what was so stunning to me when I read that work was how often it referred to the Christ consciousness. And so, while it seems maybe a diversion from Christianity... I was very centered and brought back consistently to this idea and this striving and this welcoming of the Christ consciousness. So while I have read most of this letter, I thought I would share it with everybody because they are so beautiful and they really usually are just a lovely moment. So here we go. Christ came to bring you joy and glory and peace and light. These he offers to you always, but with a special tenderness and love at this holy season. Dear one, (laughs) a blessed Christmas to you. I pray that God's light and joy flow with renewed abundance into your receptive heart and the hearts of all your spiritual family and friends around the world throughout this holy season. May the special blessings of Christ and the Masters lift each of us into the higher consciousness needed to transform the challenges confronting our human family into victories of spiritual truth and godly values. The light and joy that shone millenniums ago at the birth of baby Jesus, and again at this sacred time of year, is the light of Christ's love, which has the power to change our lives and to heal the world. That light, love, and bliss is the very essence of our souls made in the image of God and gives birth to an unshakable intuitive hope and assurance if we make the effort to know it. In spite of the discord and uncertainties of life in this realm of duality, we always have access to the encouragement and support of our Heavenly Father and the God-united souls He has sent to help us. Such a one is Lord Jesus, whose life was a beautiful symphony of the divine qualities by which we can rise above all limitations of outer circumstances and human ignorance and live in the inner freedom of God consciousness. Our guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, has reminded us that Jesus' spiritual attainment is not to be admired as an exception but as an example of what we are all meant to realize and achieve. And the Christmas spirit, or heavenly vibrations that radiate on earth at this auspicious time, makes it easier to manifest Christ-like qualities, to expand our caring beyond the little eye, to express compassion, understanding, forgiveness, to see and humbly serve the good and the God in all. With each aspirational thought that we translate into noble action, we draw closer to the Christ consciousness in which Jesus lived. Jesus drew his strength, wisdom, and all-embracing love from the depth of his inner communion with the Heavenly Father. And by faithful meditation and prayer, we too can draw upon that source 
to bring out the best in ourselves and thus help heal the divisiveness of our times. Peace begins with each of us. On this path, we have the blessing of the holy science of our guru brought to the West 100 years ago at the behest of Jesus and Babaji to aid in making that connection with God and the universal Christ. And the wonderful tr tradition he began of having a special meditation on, Christ, on Christ at Christmas. Guruji said, the idea of an all day Christmas meditation was really given to me by Christ that he might do something for you. Think of that and of Paramahansa's encouraging words printed above as you meditate this Christmas by opening your heart to the Christ gifts of divine love, peace, and joy. They will overflow from your expanding consciousness as a blessing shared with family, friends, your community, and the world. Wishing you and your loved ones a joyous, Christ-filled Christmas, Brother Chidananda. Well, so many beautiful, beautiful expressions there. I mean, mm. even for those of us who don't follow Yokonando or really understand the whole, um, that whole right. genre of, of spirituality, you know, I think the message that this is such a special time. There's so much. Right. There's just so much power in our, in our atmosphere, in our, in our air that we breathe. It just takes just a little, little bit to open your heart and receive so mm. much. That was one phrase that stood out to me. With renewed abundance into your receptive heart. Mm. I know. I know. Why is it you're crying so much? <laughs> because it's just that I feel so... I just feel so... So, so close to God that it's almost impossible to to describe or to uh, express, and it's overwhelming. Mm. I'm sorry. I just. Can't seem to speak without so much emotion mm. because it's it's like a it's like this great wave that goes through you that that almost immobilizes you um, and it you know it's funny because. Yes, you know, they talk about this is the season of joy and, you know, light and, and, and it's, you know, on the one level, it's, it's a time when you just want everyone to be happy and you want all the children to laugh mm -hmm. and you want, you want everybody to just put their troubles aside and just enjoy the moments of the day. And yet... It's also a time where, where you're just, you're just so flooded with the presence of Christ that you just, you just want to worship at his feet and you just, you just can't, you just can't find the words. Mm to express your love. And it's immobilizing. It's just, it's just immobilizing. But, 
I do hope, I, I truly hope. Yeah, I don't know that every year it probably seems like, oh, this is the year we really need Jesus. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's consistent. So I'll, I'll say it again, like, this is the year mm. we really need Jesus. <clears throat> you know, when I, as a child I was taught, you know, you never know when Jesus will come again, that Jesus will come again. And I really feel like Jesus has come again, that he's He's here in not so much physical form, but in spiritual form, in, in spiritual uh, intensity, that somehow all of this crazy world also has this remarkable presence of love of God. And it's it's the hope that that this presence will just just smooth out all the rough edges and open up all the doors that people close within themselves or between each other and just allow just allow love to be a change just change the world change the lust for power to passion for for caring and, and, and change the change the the blind eyes you know we turn to those who are so in need to just to embracing them and into figuring out how to make our world embrace all all people all animals the world the whole world that god created for us just to embrace God by embracing his creation. And it just seems actually possible on a day like this. Whereas on an everyday, ordinary day, it just feels so impossible. But it's like, it's like, it's like, I do think know, it's there's happening. a moment of possible. Well, I think they say that the second coming is when it's awakened in your heart, when Jesus lives in your heart. And so it's really like a an individual thing. It's a one person at a time kind of second coming as opposed to, hey, look over yeah. there. <laughs> right. Look on the hill. There he is. Well, and <laughs> I think in a world where we consistently reach to the external for answers and solutions and fixes, what a lovely message to say it's inside. He's inside. And, and that it's not an exception <laughs> but it's an aspiration and it's available for everyone it doesn't matter it doesn't exactly matter. right it there's no prerequisite here of yeah, and you it, have it, to have gotten certain grades or you get to show have, up have you, anything you, external <laughs> you get to show up exactly as you mm-hmm, are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as imperfect as you are mm-hmm. as undone as you are and 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 be it as much in God's presence as anyone else. There's no one better than anyone else. There's no one more ready. There's no one who's unworthy. We're all worthy. You know, and I think I, I always come to Christmas to it becomes clearer to me I think the hindrances which aren't material usually but the thought patterns I might have that have kept me from just turning to Christ throughout the year because today it is you just turn and you turn and you turn again and even though it's normal see to some degree where you've got to still cook the eggs and you know, yeah. Put the kids down and wrap the presents and I, check your list twice. It there's <laughs> that turning and reminding and allowing your heart to be receptive and altered by the presence of 
Jesus. And even if it's just for the, a fleeting moment, uh, I just think it's so important just to grasp it. Whatever it happens. What if it's not just a fleeting moment? Why not have it be every day? Why not? Yeah, there's going to be ebbs and flows and for sure high holy days are going to (laughs) be probably on one end of the spectrum. Really, really high or maybe a little lower because it's, you know, it's magnifying. I think that's what it is. I think that it magnifies maybe where you are and where where your patterns are. And if you're not, you don't have that pattern of is my heart open? Am I allowing Christ to be my guide? And that might be for some just intuition alone or this feels good, this doesn't feel good. This feels right, this doesn't feel right for me. Or a deep sense and waves of love, like you're talking about. But can't like I think we do have today, so that we can carry it on more. Like I think about it, Jesus lived thousands of years ago. He had no material things, but he had love, and he had this connection. And if he's not the exception, then every day should be like Christmas. (laughs) I think that was the whole idea in coming, was to show us what, to show us our way to God, you know, Mm. to show us that, that gentle love, the gentle path, to mm. reunion with God. It's such a it's such a peaceful, gentle way. And you know, for humanity, which has a tendency to be forceful and want to just forcefully demand and create and determine the way their life that life is, that message that if we just stop trying and just Mm. allow God's presence in us if we stop talking to ourselves about how unworthy or how unready (laughs) we are if we we stop thinking we don't have enough or we aren't enough or if we stop judging (laughs) others or ourselves or our circumstances that there's if you're alive and you have if you have consciousness then you're with God and you have that choice you have that gift of remembering God and so like today is a radical thing you know it's like right now it's like I'm so glad that the whole world decided that for one day we were going to try to remember God you know Mm -hmm. it's the one day but if you could do it one day, you could do it every day. But just, just to remind each other that we are all children of God is, is remarkable. That we've decided to do that as a human race. And I know not everybody's Christian, but pretty much everybody has a day where they remember God in whatever, whatever religion they're created at least I hope so you know it's interesting because while while we've been talking I had this thought and I was like what if Jesus was in one of these other chairs and he doesn't have to say anything but what about what would there's like a peace that comes over there's a presence that is beyond words I think that's what you were talking about too. That is gentle, but powerful. And it's just a lovely thing to, you know, this idea of remembering God, but even the personification of God, which is Jesus. 
how do you invite that into your home? Yeah, like how do we how set do you... a table space for him? And yeah, and really allow. Yeah, how do you? I think I also think it's very hard, you know, in our American society. Um, we're so materialistic and we're so focused on what we see and what we uh, what we're told in our you know mass communication messages out there and we just don't have uh, most people not not you for sure not everybody but but we don't have that built in okay so now it's time for self-reflection or now it's time to just really think about think about what what is more that is in you but um well sometimes that comes you know and there's value in pursuing the material path and then realizing you still feel empty yes, <laughs> right? exactly. well, or like there's relief it's... in oh okay well, great i don't have know... to worry about this particular so... aspect of my life again but then it's like but it's not that satisfaction the the wholeness is still not there and I think it's a full circle. You know, it's always, I've always thought you have Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it's a triangle. It's a pyramid. And on the bottom, you have food and shelter and basic human needs. And then at the very tip top, you have self-realization and actualization. And that's supposed to be the spiritual nirvana, epiphany, whatever you want to call it. But I, it's like every time I see that, and the first time I heard about it, I was just like, that's just... Does, that does not work for me. I think that's really wrong. <laughs> because it's a cycle. It's a circle. And probably more of a sphere. Because you think about people who do dedicate their lives to a nirvana aspect. <laughs> Say a monk or a nun or some you know, person dedicated on more of an aesthetic path. They've given up the material to then find the spiritual and sometimes you, it's in the moments of having nothing that you realize how much you actually do have. And you get everything by realizing that you still have God this, or a presence that lives within you. And sometimes it comes when you do buy the dream car or whatever. Like, I just don't, it's not separate and distinct from anything. And I think that's the thing, whether it's Christmas or middle of the summer, you're, you can find him. You can call on him and he can be there. I do think it's thinner now. And I think it's lovely. And I think it's probably why it's the most powerful day. Because we all do pause and stop and allow. Hopefully. If you're able to. <laughs> if you put, don't put the kitchen ten, away. Ten and children right, at right, your, at and your right. ankles. But, and that might not yeah. be the situation for some people. You know, but I think to your point of it being a cycle and not a pyramid, um, it's that's a very interesting idea because um, I think when you um, you know when you have those experiences in life that you get what you think you always wanted, right, and you realize that it didn't fulfill you, um, it's it's a blessing. Because it, it helps you move on to what might truly forget, fulfill you, right. you know, and keep going. And it's like we we always go through like cycles of life where we're we're on the quest. We're out there. We're gonna get this, you know. We're gonna we're gonna achieve this one thing. And if I look back at my life, mm. you know, I can see so many cycles like that mm-hmm. where I thought, you know, I had to achieve a certain thing. I had to achieve a certain degree and a certain credential and a certain, you know, um, right, certain a success <laughs> in career and, you know, uh, and you know certain things with in in so many different ways, and and you keep going and you keep going and you get something from each one of those experiences. Yeah, in the giant quest to be connected to God, which I think is the giant quest of every every person and we're just in different points along that quest you know to to find 
that inner I, peace. I do love want. this idea how the the repetitiveness, the rhythm of Christmas is that it's so lovely showing up again. <laughs> yeah. And kind of being like, who am I still this year? And who am I more? And who, how, what has been more revealed about that connection I've had? Or where I stand in this kind of you know, ocean of time right now at this moment of reflection and connection. And it's just fun to think how it does change over time consistently but something doesn't and that's the magic exactly it's it's as though every year you bring a different you to the christmas celebration to the tree (laughs) to the candle and and i think that even even in those cycles where we go to that point where we've discovered oh that isn't really it that isn't what I thought I was looking for that's also a moment where we remember that we're looking you know and we we become super conscious that we do want that inner peace of knowing that we are complete and we are loved by God and that we are filled and so just in the in the recognition that it's not this we also have the recognition that there is this and there is this possibility for me in life right. to have this. And, and I think that's maybe the point of it being a circle and a cycle is that we need to keep coming back to recognize and go, yeah, this is what it's about for me. This is it. And this is what Christmas is too. It's coming back once again to that place like, all right, wh- who are you, God? You know, what are you? Where are you? in this scheme of my life where are you in this world but we it's so wonderful that we ask that question it's so wonderful that we take a moment to think those thoughts and and maybe even take a moment to have a receptive mind to get an answer to get something that is just you know i i hadn't thought of that before um, you know my big breakthrough this Christmas what's season? That? What? Ah. Uh, so what? What's amazing to me about breakthroughs is you just you live in a world kind of pre-breakthrough. Uh-huh. You don't realize that you've maybe had a veil or you know have very <laughs> limited perspective and thought, and then you then it's just shifted. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God. You're just stunned. It was, it's usually just always right in front of you anyway. So my, my big breakthrough was growing up, every Christmas, I would ask for world peace. And I would ask for comfort to those that needed comfort. And pray for all the children of the whole world and the mothers who love them and just want to be able to express their love and care for their children and the fathers that that families have that experience and somewhere along the line I stopped asking and you know this Christmas I'm just I'm I'm not allowing myself to play as small as that, where I've stopped asking for that. Like when when you really think about what you really want, and I, I, the breakthrough is, what are we talking about? We live in a world (laughs) with more food and more technological advances than before, with more access to information and people and more people living well above their means or needs to be able to make sure other people have what they need. But 
I just, I, I, it's just my breakthrough was actually, I don't think it's going to be that hard. <laughs> like, What if this is actually easy? Now I do think God has to be involved. Jesus, it's, it's the awakening of Jesus, I think, in the hearts of, of so many people that, that that kingdom continues to grow because every act, every help you give another person will inspire that and I'm not saying you know I'm saying start in your own backyard start in your own neighborhood and if there's ever a year to think about your neighbors and you know that is so true that it's really it's a paradigm shift of it's it's like it's what is that critical mass what is that critical number of people Right. That have to start. It's the hundredth monkey. Yeah, that have to start it all of a sudden go, you know what? I do Enough. care. I do care about right. that person over there that doesn't have what they need. I do. And I'm gonna do something about it. And like I'm, and I'm that this is actually unacceptable. Go, right. And I'm not gonna just sit there and go, Why doesn't the government right. do it? Right. Or why doesn't, right. you know so and so who has more than me do it? But why don't I do it? You yeah, know? and why don't and I, why do don't I say I this is? I'm not going to put up with this anymore. Right. Like, in and, and it's all unacceptable. of a sudden, it's really kind of just dawned on me. Okay, you know, I think okay, we can have a generation of wars in the Middle East, or we can have a generation of this and that. And then, like, but there is a stopping point. There is like, uh, okay, we think that that's the necessary at the time, and then it's not. Like, and right. then actually. And it's, it's not, not, and it's also not an acceptable normal. Exactly. Like, it's no longer acceptable. Like, this is acceptable normal to feel safe, to be with family, to be able to praise God. Please come join us. Um, our guest speakers are about to. Our, yeah, so they're as, but while, while we get pretty intense, but but honestly, that's my Christmas. That's my Christmas breakthrough. Is I'm that, I'm no longer not going to ask for world peace. Like I don't okay. think that's too tall of an order, and I don't think that I I know God can do that. I know, but it can also do it. you can. Well, because we're co-creators because, with God, right? Because that and, en- essence and energy lives within us. But no matter what you have or where you are, mm-hmm. there's somebody near you that needs something. Right. And if you if you're willing to just give it to them, I don't care if it's the person checking out your groceries. You no. know? I mean, just the other day, okay, so I was in Publix and I'm checking out and there's this man who's bagging the groceries. And you know, it breaks my heart, but this man was over sixty five and clearly doing this job to make ends meet because he probably lives on social security and it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And so, as I'm checking out, I had some sort of frozen food or something he put in the bag, and he goes, oh, no, I forgot to take my dinner out of the freezer. I, you know, and, and he didn't finish the sentence, but I knew it meant oh. he, he didn't have the money to buy something else. else to eat. Right. And, you know, I just knew it in that, you know how sometimes you just know, and it, and all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, I can help this man. So I got, um, you know, money back from my debit card. And I, I handed half to him and half Aww. to the, the checker. And I said, Merry Christmas. And they said, what? What is this? Why? Why? And I said, because it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. And I just walked out. And I thought, you know, we have moments like that that we have to, we have to grasp them. You know, we have to recognize them for what they are. You know, that, that, that's a person who I knew in that moment. I knew he needed, he needed dinner. And, and, right. and I had the means to do right. that. And I'm, you know, and I would assume, I would <sighs> guess that everyone listening to this, whoever listens to this, would have the means. You know, <laughs> you know and... Um, and the heart. And the heart. And, I, and I'm so touched when, you know, there are these people that, you know, you and I have kind of cared for and helped along the way uh in life that who don't have that much who turn to me often and say I just want to help others you know know. I just want to give to others and in 
And they do. They do it with their neighbors. They do it in ways that really help the people they know in their lives. If we all just do whatever it is we can do, there will be a paradigm shift. It will no but I do longer think you seem have to, You have to plug the holes of those that just corrupt the system or, you know, like... Well, I think you if, have you to... start, if you start with just, just us and you change how we are, it's it's not going to feel comfortable anymore to be that person. Exactly. You know, it's going to be like it's going to be like the guy that throws his litter out of his car and everybody just gasps like what on earth are you doing? You know. Well, and because right. it's and unacceptable. That's my prayer. That's my prayer that, if, that it's unacceptable to us that there are people in this community who are still hungry by like not by choice, right? Like, I don't care if you want to choose to fast or, you know, not yeah. have food. Of course. But the choice. Um, it, but we can all agree on the basic human needs. They are to and be it, fed, you, to be safe, to be clothed. And also, and I'd say loved. To be loved, exactly. To be loved. And sometimes what you have to give is love, is a smile, is just looking at somebody who's lonely and talking to them. I know. You know, in in a nice way. You know, not, in a, not a pity way, but in a, hey, I see you way. Um, and I think for me, I don't know why I got a hesitation to give. And maybe this is where I became, you know, more about little I. I. It, but I would have a, and now there's been a shift of like, if somebody's asking, can I give it? Right? Like, yeah. oh, and maybe they're not even asking. Maybe you just see the need or a potential need or an opportunity to to give in the moment of that, like the dinner or surprise. That's what I think is also so awesome about money. <laughs> like, I know there's been a lot of bad talk about money in the world, but I don't think we have enough conversations about how awesome and joyful it is to be able to surprise people like that's the real gift you being able to take more cash out and share it and tip people who don't commonly get tipped is really fun that is really fun it like certainly is it's it's talk about spreading joy Right. You know, that money's easy to spread joy with. It is a right, totally Christina? easy thing to spread joy with. <laughs> so to have all our podcast listeners, our lovely Christina, yes. Noelle, my, my, Frish Lee has joined us. My beautiful middle daughter. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. We're, we're just talking about the Christmas <laughs> spirit and about how moved we are by it and, and just... Really, really about how God is every every day and everywhere and every everything. But so. what if every like what if twenty twenty one was every day was Christmas? <laughs> you know, like twenty twenty was kind of like every day is quarantine. Every day is yeah, right. Like, yeah. like, like if that can happen, why can't the opposite happen? Where why can't every day be Christmas? It's just every day is that amazing, you know, constant giving. Well, so. the con- what. What would it take for a consciousness shift where it's no longer just about how I, just I take feel care it's of, coming. I do too, you know, and it's it's not just my life, you know, my little family, my little my children that I have to make sure of. But when I'm looking around me that make sure all these other kids are okay too, or all those other grown ups or whatever is in my little world. Um It's a well, but I do think I I consistently come back to though. You own you, and it is your responsibility to ask for help or ask for relief or whatever it is you need. And so there is this give and take. Like I don't, what I don't want is a burden to have to have everybody to be okay when. Sometimes the path is they have to figure out how to ask or how to get okay, and there's a lot of power and empowerment in that. But I don't agree with... I, I guess maybe the awakening might be more, too, of more people asking and more people asking that, you know, to have ways to give. Or 
I have an excess. Where does it go, God? I don't know. Yeah. Guide me. And then... Or I have a gift. Like, I have a, if you have a gift, yeah. if, you have the, if you can sing... Or you can, That's why the Drummer can, Boy song gets me every time. I mean, it's Ugh. like whatever you can do, whatever's your gift, if you can cook, you know? If or make people cook, laugh. Or you're, yeah, clean you're houses funny. really or, well. <laughs> or you know how to organize people that are a mess, you know? <laughs> or you know how to... Raise children. You know how to, yeah, you know how to raise children. And so you can, you know, be a, be a wonderful example and model and guide for all those people in your life that don't know how to raise children and I mean there's so many gifts like God has given every single one of us a gift and it's up to us to acknowledge and recognize what our gifts are I know in the Bible they talk about a whole there's like a whole list of gifts you know one of them is hospitality one of them is you know like they're unlikely gifts but I, I'm looking at my at you, Christina, when I think of the gift of hospitality, mm. because that is so your gift. It is it is it is truly something that you you spread joy through hospitality, and I hope you know it. I hope you embrace it and realize that you might think that's just fun for you, but that's a true treasure for everyone who gets to be part of your hospitality. And it comes through, it comes through when you're in the grocery store, I've seen it. I've seen the magic of the people behind the counter who know you and can't wait to see your cute kids and you and all that. And it's just, you know, we all, I wish I knew that passage of like all the listing, all the, all the gifts from God, because, you know, we all have one and, um, we usually wish we had a different one. But also, I do you know, think... We usually well, are like... You, and sometimes it's like invisible to us. Yeah. Because, because you think it's also hopefully going to be so effortless and fun. Like, I know you do like to throw parties. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And you make a main cheese board. Oh, thanks. But yeah. the fact that everybody then leaves feeling closer to joy and God... Even alone. if it's not, it's not like religious, <laughs> but matter. that's, that's how we meet God every day. But everything is religious, you know, either nothing or, is everything, or everything spiritual. Is. Everything is spiritual. Everything is, you know, you know, connecting to other people. How could that not be spiritual? That's just recognizing that we're all, we're all in this together. You know, we're all together in, in God's kingdom, you know, caring for people who care for animals and that's their passion i have a cousin who's just so into animals that's her whole life she never had children she just just is all you devoted do? to my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who are this person are you i don't know kind of like your us <laughs> no my cousin do you have a cousin <laughs> Okay, people. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas Seriously, miracle. Seriously, like, yeah. Who's your cousin? My cousin Heidi. My cousin Heidi. Remember my cousin Ricky? That's his sister, Heidi. Um, she just loves animals. She's always loved animals. And she now, I think she breeds them. And, and she's just amazing with animals. And Who, that's how is she passion. related to you? Your mom's So sister? my mom's sister's children. My what was your Bobby. mom's sister's name? Her, well, we called her Aunt Bobby, but her name was Maria. But everyone calls so her. So, do Bobby. you get your Marie from her? Well, yeah. Well, the Marie comes from my mother's mother was Marie Soikowski. So, the Marie was then she named her first daughter Marie, and then her second daughter Eunice. So, Marie was. So she. I thought so. It was Maria. Maria, it is. Well, no, I'm sorry. It's Marie. It's Marie, not Maria. That's good. Had yeah. to differentiate. Yeah. yeah. But Heidi loves animals. Heidi loves animals. There you know. Now you get it. But I'm just saying, like... But also, I just think that that... Like, when I go back to the world, the education to to cultivate your passions, I feel like, doesn't come... It really starts with the family and starts with, you know, those units that allow that to happen. You know? Yeah. Like, Jax loves tape and scissors and also 
cooking, you know, like, yeah, let's do more of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so interesting that, yeah. But I think also it's important to give people the right um, acknowledgement for that, what they do, because there are certain, quote, gifts they get a lot of praise and recognition and other quote gifts that get very little, you know? <laughs> and, um, and I think as, you know, here we are, we're all mothers here, mm-hmm. three mothers. As mothers, you know, it's an opportunity to really acknowledge the, the worthiness of our kids' gifts and our own right. gifts. Uh, regardless if they're brilliant scientists or brilliant hostess mm-hmm. you know these all are so you know we don't want to live in a world without every gift um, it just would not be fun mm-hmm. and well so what do you think about Christmas this year any thoughts do you feel the spirit mm-hmm. I do yeah I guess um I guess it's it's interesting because now we have to figure out how to share that spirit with these three year old, two year olds. Oh, no. <laughs> you know. Well I was about to say really, it's fun that you to see really Christmas through their eyes. I think though, they're closer to the spirit every day, all day anyway. So Christmas is fun presence is also great but sometimes it's like overwhelming like they you know at least with lily i mean a drive-through was like exciting or you know there's so many new things in this world yeah. and every day she has no idea even the concept of time <laughs> just yeah, flying through like well this is exciting i love this or oh good i get to see my family again i think being the center of attention is pretty much it for, you know, like, for it. Yeah. You, know, no. you get to be, they're get in to, their, your yeah. parents are home and pay attention to you. Right. That's, that's like, kind of that's like, huge. wow. Yeah. Hmm. I know. When we, I was picking up checks from school the other day. We were talking about what, and the drop-in was telling him, talking about what we could give him. She said the only thing Jacks ever wants is just one-on-one attention. Um, like, I know, it's so true. Yeah. Just like, that's the best gift that kid gets. And, and Chris, um, Caroline, your sister Caroline, the exact same way. I mean, if you just sat there and just gave her your complete attention, she was totally happy. Totally. Yeah. That's what Jack says. And but Riggs you know, Riggs is when you think no, about Riggs is fine. yeah, you know, you know, to your point though, about people's gifts, presence, being present with somebody. Is a gift. Is, is a, gift. a oh. real gift. And that's a tough one. Not everybody oh. has that ability. No, I disagree. I think everybody has the ability. Well, okay. <laughs> but I don't think it's been trained or cultivated or even acknowledged. Right. Like, I know in I've been in relationship seminars, and that's the one thing they teach and particularly as women, we can we have a really clear sense of when somebody is present and when they're not, mm. and particularly our loved one. Right. <laughs> and the biggest transformations in a moment, in in seconds that I have seen, are when a man is trained to actually be present with their wife. And it's 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 deep. It's intimate and it's cathartic, but also really scary. Like there's such, so much power. It's kind of like an, you know, you think about atomic energy and nuclear energy and how it's done on such a cellular like level. Right. You know, it's like I think that's what that's like for our relationships. Is this idea of when you actually are there with mm-hmm. the other person, one moment can be enough for days weeks years almost really and truly it's truly it can be less than a minute oh yeah it can be less than a minute <sighs> and and just last if forever knew. if they only knew sometimes i'm like that's all it would take yeah 
in certain moments of different things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. And I think it's the uh, the the sad thing is, or the irony, is that you men, can't describe it. No, and men would never <laughs> understand that. And also, they're so convinced that their job is to protect you and provide for you and go out there and you know make you happy, make make money and. Right become successful and yeah. yeah and fix all the things that are broken literally and figuratively and um and if they only knew that yes that's all wonderful and appreciative but if they would just just look at you and just smile mm-hmm. and just be just be happy for one minute with you that's all that's like it as everything i'm good i'm good for a year you know yeah <laughs> I know. You know, and it, and even men, okay, I'm going to just say this. I think it's just the culture, but even men who are very kind and very self-aware and in so many other ways just practically perfect, it's just almost built into the male psyche to get out there and do something, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're asking for real vulnerability. Yeah. You're asking I mean, you're for asking, real soul. Yeah. Soul level, just here to here. But again, if we just extrapolate that out into the world a little bit, since you know women do have that knowledge and that mm-hmm. power of you know how to just really see another person, um, and we just take it to the grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, and we take it to the drive-through, and we take it to wherever it is we go. And we just, with the people that we run into, give them that 30 seconds. The person behind you in line, 30 seconds. What would a day like be like that? You know, 30 seconds to the person who handed you your dry cleaning. I mean, yeah, what would you create? I remember it was actually, um, I was driving through Dunkin' Donuts. And I was getting a donut. Yes, it's true, I got a donut. Okay. Um, and, I'm sorry. I used to drive through Dunkin' Donuts and just get six munchkins. <laughs> Every pregnancy, I did that, and, post-pre- and post-pregnancy. So not to worry. So, <laughs> like today, I need two munchkins. <laughs> and if you only order two, you're not going to go back through the line. <laughs> yeah, two munchkins and a water, please. <laughs> sorry, keep going. It was delicious. So there's this um, there's this young guy uh, working the drive-through window. And um, I just had this crazy, I, I just had this crazy moment, like, I am going to pay attention to you, because all you do is you see people just drive through, hand you things, you hand them things. It's got to be the most boring job, right? Like, there's got to be a, like, so, so I gauged him in a conversation, and I looked him in the eye, and, and I asked him some silly, crazy questions, or I don't know what I said, but, but he looked at me. And, and, and he answered me and he just like, like, this is so strange, you know, and he looked and, um, so I got my donut, whatever. And, and, um, and then then I said, thank you. You know, and he he goes, thank you. And he just like, you know, and I thought, you know, it was so much fun to do that. It was so much fun. It was like, right, I'm going to break a little cycle of, of monotony here (laughs) in, in some way. Because I recognize, you know, I've had a job like that. Uh, I recognize the monotony in those jobs. It, you know, so if you can do it with a drive through you can do it with anything, really. You know, like, it's just a matter of seeing what that is. Like, instead of just seeing him as a, as a well, person wait, handing me my donut, which I desperately wanted, you know, but to see him as the person who had to hand me the donut because he was stuck in this tiny him cubicle. As a person, you know, like, and, and there he is doing this job, and, you know, I'm really grateful I'm getting that donut. So, you know, it's just there's something everywhere. It is, it's almost like a challenge, like, to see it because sometimes I feel like, especially with COVID, I feel like I'm so isolated. I don't really... I don't have an opportunity to really help anybody or do that much for other people. You know, and, and you just, you almost want to find the way, you, do. you know, and just, just some really simple, not, you know, a different way of looking at it, whatever it is. 
Well, you just made me think, what if, you know, we all do have particular unique gifts, but we all also have the ability just to be present. Yeah. And maybe that's... Maybe that's the gift that's we should it. give this year. You know how we're all talking about how the kids should come up with a gift for Jesus tonight? <gasps> you know, maybe the gift that we as grown-ups should give for the year to God is is the gift of giving our full presence to other people that we know and love and people we don't know throughout the year. That, what a, whoever's that, in front of you. Whoever's in front of us. <clears throat> to pay attention at least for a little bit of time i know you can't do it well but to just pause the first 30 seconds you have me 100 percent. after that i gotta go do my stuff you know you got me for 30 seconds you know our husbands our children our you know our uh, the people passing us in the street whoever the mailman um you know it reminds me of this story um, uh, there was somebody who found themselves in India. There was a big flood and a lot of people got actually swept up in the flood. It's pretty horrific, but, and were dying. And it was, it was this moment of oh my, overwhelm because they didn't know what to do. And they could not go and save, like they were caught themselves, but they were okay. And they couldn't go and save these people. But this one woman went and just held people and sang them a song and was present with them while they passed away, you know? Oh. And just, and you just, they just went from one person to the next. And that is a gift. Like, oh, that yes. is, that is, and you don't know, like, that's a very dramatic uh, situation <laughs> that I really pray we don't find ourselves in but you don't know kind of the flood somebody might find themselves in like maybe the dunkin donut guy was drowning a bit and you know just singing the song and being the presence for them for a moment seeing them as a person really could change the tide just just being there and using whatever you have they didn't have yeah. Medical supplies, but they had some songs they could sing. I would have never thought of that, um, but yeah. now I can. You know, yeah. That that reminds me of a story that this is true that happened in in our church where um, there was a person who was dying, and they had you know hospice you know had done everything, and they brought their brought her home to literally die. She had hours mm-hmm. to live, and her friends and neighbors came to her house and because it's COVID they couldn't come in but they went outside to her window where she was lying dying and they sang her favorite hymns because she was in the choir and she you know loved she loved hymns and they just sang to her while she died I mean I just it broke me out I was like oh my god that is that is the kindest the most beautiful gift I, I've ever witnessed that somebody would do that. And when you said that story, I thought of it. And I thought, yeah, I mean, just, or if you can't sing, you can read something beautiful, you know? Um, or you can just talk. Yeah. Well, it is interesting when you think about Christmas, there's such wonderful songs, and they're collective. We all know them, and we can sing them. Yeah. And they usher in the spirit, and they usher in his birth, right? This. So it's lovely to think. I gotta say. You come in and out with song. <laughs> Christmas carols kind of unite the whole world. It's like yeah. one of the few things we all know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And can, you know, you're all breathing at the same time. You can be there. Yeah. Does this mean that maybe we could all sing a Christmas carol tonight? Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. I love that. And the kids would love that. Yeah. So maybe, um, maybe we should end 
With song? No. No, no, not with song. (laughs) Definitely not with song. That would really alienate everybody. (laughs) We can encourage you to go listen to your your favorite favorite songs songs by the people who sing them the very best. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been lovely, though, to talk with you girls. This has been a really nice way to spend my...